Montrospective and Thrive Once More are proud to present Self-Tember, a month that's all about self-care awareness and you. Each Tuesday, Montrospective is handing over the mic to some very special guest hosts who have advice, tips, and inspiration to share regarding your self-care. Follow at Montrospective on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and make sure to visit Montrospective.com for feature blogs and self-care resources. Self-Tember is your time to make a positive shift in your self-care. Enjoy. Dr. Ann Morgan of Thrive Once More is dedicated to guiding you towards a life of wellness based on holistic healing for the entire body. It's a multidimensional path to wellness, focusing on your whole self so that your health journey can be as successful as possible. Dr. Ann Morgan's methods are simple and effective, bridging the gap between hormones and wellness counseling. Find out more by visiting thriveoncemore.com. This is a special episode for me. The tables are being turned and I am being interviewed. It's about time you meet the person who created Montrospective and hear more about why it's so important to me. Jenny Calligan, who you met in episode seven, is taking over hosting duties to talk with me about my journey over the last few years and more specifically about mental and emotional self-care. Jenny is more than qualified. She is a registered nurse, certified aromatherapist, Usui and Karuna Reiki master, certified medical intuitive, and a certified meditation instructor. She's also the co-owner of Mantra, a spiritual wellness studio and store. She was and continues to be an important part of my mental, emotional, and spiritual growth, and I couldn't have picked a better person to introduce me to all of you. Jenny Kelligan, Montrospective is yours. Hi, Heather. I'm so happy to be a part of this. Thank you so much. And I'm excited to show the world the awesome side of you that they haven't seen yet or heard yet. <laughs> so first of all, I would just love to hear a little bit more about your background. I know just a, a brief amount, but I know that there's so many things that you have done. So what can you tell me about your background? I have. It's, I've done a little bit of everything. It's kind of crazy. Um, you know, growing up, I thought I wanted to be an actress. I was convinced that I was going to move to Hollywood and make it in the movies and it was going to be incredible. And then about my senior year reality hit when dad was like, okay, that's cool and all, but you need to have a really good you know, fallback plan. So I ended up going to college um, actually for accounting and you know, it just seemed like something I was going to be really good at, but man, I could not imagine sitting behind a desk from nine to five every day and punching numbers. I was good at it, but it wasn't my passion. It wasn't what pushed me. And by happenstance, there was a career fair going on. Um, and I met some people from a radio station and ended up uh, working there and eventually within six months becoming their promotions director. So here I am, this green 19-year-old, don't know nothing about nothing, and I'm running a promotions and marketing department for a pretty prominent radio station in Kansas City. And um, it was great. It was an incredible experience. And for anybody who does know me, they know that that's where I grew my backbone, that I was in a very male-dominated industry. And as a female, you definitely had to learn to have a tough skin, um, which is good and bad. I mean, I think that tough skin prevented me from getting to where I am today a lot sooner, but 
it was a great experience and a necessary one for me to have. But my background from a work perspective is all over the place. I was in radio for, oh gosh, about, I want to say 16 years before the economy took a turn. And I had to go out on my own and find some new things to do. So I worked for the Kansas City Chiefs for a while. I worked for an insurance company. I worked for a mall. I worked for a couple of big venues in the Kansas City area. I've done a little bit of everything. And at this point in my life, I realized that while all that was necessary and important and has given me a lot of the tools I have today, none of it was truly my purpose and making me happy. So from a work standpoint, that's kind of my background. My personal background is I waited till basically the age of 40 <laughs> to get married. <laughs> and I uh, married my husband, Anthony, and we have a couple dogs and a cat living, you know, living the life here in Missouri. And um, yeah, that's about it. I mean, I've got a great family, a great group of supportive friends, and I can't ask for much more. That's awesome. That is definitely a very wide variety of jobs. <laughs> I feel like I just gave you my resume, basically. <laughs> but I mean, that shows, that gives a lot of um, information to what your background is and how, you, how you've been formed as a person in your adult life. So, I mean, you've done so many different things. That's awesome. Um, but I think that we're sitting here today because you had this intuitive knowing that you needed to find some kind of self-care um, for yourself. Can you like elaborate on what, what were your struggles personally or, you know, emotionally that led you to really diving into to who you are as a person and, and all of that? I feel like this is going to quickly become a therapy session. So hang on to your pants, everybody. Um, <laughs> you know, honestly, I think in a way we all intuitively know if we're not on the course that we're supposed to be on and we know that there are necessary changes that need to be made, but we don't know where to start. Right. For me, the tables kind of turned back when I was 30 and I had a very unfortunate experience with an ex-boyfriend um, it was a mentally abusive relationship. It was a physically abusive relationship in the end, which I've never talked about public publicly before. And the vast majority of my friends don't know about that, but it took someone who was very confident and headstrong. And it turned me into someone who was meek and scared and unsure of myself and I didn't like it, but I went down that dark path of just not knowing where I belonged in the world and going from feeling like I was on top of the world to feel like I was hanging on to the bottom rung. And that lasted honestly off and on for 10 years. I mean, wow. it, it was all of my thirties basically where you don't choose to deal with those things. You just put mm -hmm. them aside, you bury them. I've talked a lot about shadow work now on these podcasts and only recently have I really delved into that and looked at my experiences that I had and why they affected me the way they did 
Um, so how I came to know you and discover the path I needed to be on was my husband and I were eating at the little breakfast place right next to Mantra one morning. And I happened to be facing your shop and it was brand new. It was an old Payless shoe source store. That's what, you know, at first I looked at it, I'm like, where's my shoes? Where'd my shoes go? You know? <laughs> and I saw this sign that said mantra and I immediately got out my phone and I Googled it. And when I saw what it was, it was like a lightning bolt hit me. It was like, oh my God. Okay. This is someplace I need to be. This is someplace I need to check out. And I have always been a person who's pretty bold, who's not scared to go try new things. Um, so I wasn't worried about walking in by myself and seeing what it was all about or anything like that. And you and your husband, Justin, were so welcoming from the get-go. And I just kind of felt like home. I've said that often to you when I walk in the store. Mm-hmm. It feels like such a safe, amazing place. And I knew I was going to learn a lot from, from the get-go, from the moment I walked through the door. I, I knew that I had found something that was going to change my life. And since then, it's been almost like an obsession, <laughs> quite honestly. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of how I found you guys, which started me on this, this journey, on the spiritual path and on this path of getting to know myself and being able to forgive myself for things in the past and learning how to take care of myself. We all hear that all the time. If you don't take care of yourself first, you can't take care of anyone else. And I found myself over that previous 10 years, really trying hard to take care of everybody else while I was drowning. Right. And I realized finally, okay, you know, it's time to learn something new and, and, you know, enter Jenny and Justin. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so we um, have had a lot of conversations about self-care and what were you doing up until this point that you thought was self-care that maybe just wasn't, wasn't uh, fitting the bill of what you really needed? Wow. That's a really good question because thinking back on it, I don't know that I was doing much of anything. anything. Yeah. I mean, I think my version of self-care was, you know, hanging out with friends or, you know, going out to dinner or things like that. It wasn't even so much doing anything on my own. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, something I've realized is that I really actually enjoy sitting with myself in the quiet. And I think prior to that, that's what I was scared of. I didn't want to sit with myself in the quiet because then I'd have to hear the voices in my head head that were telling me all these things I needed to deal with. So, um, yeah, previous to what I know now is self-care. I honestly can't tell you that I had like a, a routine or anything special Mm -hmm. I did. I think I was going through the motions of life. Right. Right. Yeah. I think it, we all, what we thought was taking care of ourselves turned out to be, (laughs) like you said, not diving in and actually doing the work and Yeah. (laughs) Well, and part of it is just not even being aware. Um, I mean, people could say things like exercise is self-care. Absolutely. Well, I've never been somebody that's like super into exercise per se. So I wasn't even doing that on a regular basis or anything. I really didn't have 
anything that I gravitated to that was just for me. It was normally involving other people and taking care of them or entertaining them. As you know, with me, I'm an entertainer. I love hosting parties and things like that. So I think in a way, in my deluded mind, that was almost self-care. If I was focused on something else, I wasn't focusing on my problems, which was the exact opposite of what I needed to right. be doing. <laughs> it was an escape. You were escaping yeah. from having, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you touched on exercise. I mean, the self-care, I mean, not to mention, obviously, the benefits for your body, but even you get into a place where you're you're focused on something and your mind is able to clear out and and, you know, energetically flow while your body's energetically flowing with the exercise. So I, I mean, I, I don't think before I gave exercise as much props as it should have for the mental benefits <clears throat> that it has as well. So I like that you mentioned that. Um, so what was your first, I know you did things outside of mantra as well, but what was your first um, class or meditation or, or whatever, where it sank in that this, this was the right path. Well, you're giving me too much credit. There wasn't anything outside of mantra, seriously. Like <laughs> you guys, is honest, you are honestly where it started and where everything began for me. And I want to say when the very first classes I did was actually a restorative yoga. Knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, yeah. And it wasn't even meditation or anything yet. I didn't right. even understand the concept of meditation really at the time and what it meant and the benefits it had. Um, I came to a restorative yoga class and I remember because I was only like one of two people that showed up for the class and one of them was the instructor's husband. So (laughs) I really, but it actually made me feel special because all the focus was on me and they really took the time to explain to me what this was and what the benefits were and kind of gave me a preview of what I could potentially experience. And after my very first restorative yoga session, I left on a cloud. I had never felt so good in my entire life. And if you guys listening don't know about restorative yoga, please check it out because it is equivalent to what is it? Three to four hours of REM sleep and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So you get up actually feeling recharged and refreshed. And it was a feeling I hadn't had in a really long time. And I, I became addicted to yeah. restorative yoga. I, I bought a DVD and all sorts of stuff because it was so amazing. So, so that, that really was the introduction for me. It wasn't even a full meditation yet. It was just trying out restorative yoga. And I think the, the benefits to your body in those poses, and, you know, we've learned more from all of our restorative classes over the last couple of years that, I mean, just the holding those poses for so long and how that, you know, and, and when I have, when I take part in a restorative class, that is some of the deepest meditative state that I can get into because I'm so just relaxed and I don't know. It's amazing. (laughs) Well, full disclosure for everybody listening to, because I've already admitted to the fact that I don't love exercising and because restorative (laughs) also has the word yoga in it, which is intimidating. Understand that restorative yoga um, in the most basic principle of it. Now it gets a little bit more intense is literally like laying on the ground in different poses. It is the least amount of energy you have to put forth. And I right. think that's why I was so attracted to it. Besides <laughs> the fact of how good it made me feel, I didn't have to feel 
like I couldn't, you know, hold a pose or something like that. This I could right, handle. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely something that just about everybody can do because you can adapt the poses to whatever your abilities are. So, yeah, it's it's an amazing. Uh, I think that was the perfect place to start too. <laughs> so, um, what do you think is the biggest challenge for you? And I know this is going to be for everyone um, about making the time to do self-care, take self-care seriously. What, what are your challenges? What, what do you feel like the, what do you feel blocks you from, from doing this, the things that you know you need to do? Excuses. I mean, we are all good with coming up with excuses, even if it's something we enjoy doing, you know, if we're not in the right right mindset, if we're in a crappy mood, whatever. Um, I think, that is what has held me back the most. I mean, we, you know, I keep talking about exercise and things like that. I am waiting for that moment that it clicks for me. And I'm like, Oh my God, I love exercising. It's the best thing ever because it's (laughs) never done that for me in my entire life. You know, kind of like, you know, vegetables are an acquired taste. I've been waiting for exercise to become that acquired taste for myself. And it just never has been. So, um, I completely forgot what your question was now. (laughs) I went off on a tangent. <laughs> no, you are actually on the right path. So your challenge is to, to not doing the self-care. My challenge is I can't focus. <laughs> I can't focus. Well, you know, I, I have less of an that. excuse now. I have less of an excuse now. Um, honestly, right. before this work, you know, you could always use an excuse. It gets in the way yeah. of things. Um, but a lot of it just goes back to making something a routine. Um, mm-hmm. For me, practicing gratitude became important every single day. It really does change your mindset first thing in the morning. Absolutely. And even if it's something that I couldn't commit to writing in a journal while I'm taking a shower, I will talk to myself in my own head, whether it's out loud or in my head about the things I'm grateful for for that morning. Um, so even if it's not a committed practice of writing it down, I'm still, I'm still doing it. Um, you know, and, and now it's just, okay. On Mondays, I do this on Wednesdays, I do this, you know, trying to make it something enjoyable that I look forward to and not something that feels like, okay, I have to do this. I mean, meditation is one of those things for everybody that might be kind of difficult. If you're someone who is married and has kids trying to find even five minutes of quiet time, you know, on your own is certainly a challenge, but what I've learned through you and through Jan, another meditation teacher and everything is anything can become a meditative practice. You can wash the dishes and use that as a meditation time. Um, So it's just kind of your approach and how you look at things. So I'm trying to find less excuses and trying to find the positives now in everything or trying to, you know, flip everything and go, okay, I can actually make this a good practice and something I want to do and not spend all the time making the excuses. (laughs) Right. You take it, the chore, it being a chore, you take that out of it. And, and for me, it's always, what will I feel? I remind myself of how I feel after, you know, after I meditate, how do I feel and, and have that in the forefront of my brain as I go through the day thinking, you know, when I do get that time, I'm not going to use it to go mindlessly through my phone or zone out on TV because mm-hmm. I want to achieve that feeling that I have after I meditate or, or work out or whatever it might be. And you really touched on something uh, with the journaling. So 
I love that energetically, even if you're not writing it down, you're putting your um, thought process, your intention behind, you know, a journal in your head. <laughs> you know, you're, you're writing down in your head what, what you're grateful for. And, um, you know, definitely journaling has an amazing place in our lives, um, you know, from journaling when you're upset about something before, you know, if you feel the need to confront someone or um, whatever it might be, if you're angry about something, sitting down and writing it all out is incredibly therapeutic. I can't even <laughs> well, convey out there. Yeah. Journaling gives you that pause that you need. Like you said, yeah. even if it's something that you're upset about, you know, if you take a moment, write everything out, it gives your body a chance to calm down. It gives your mind a chance to calm down. And sometimes you can look at the situation differently. And, you know, for me, it changes my mindset. Like I said, in the morning, you know, it's real easy to get up in the morning and dread what you're going to have to do that day, no matter what it is, whether it's going to work or dealing with your kids or family or whatever, you could easily wake up in the morning and say, Oh, here we go again. But if you wake up and choose to say, you know, thank you for allowing me to wake up today. And, Mm -hmm. you know, thank you for the sun in the sky, whatever. I mean, just, you know, thank you for my husband who loves me and cares about me, whatever it's, it actually sends out endorphins and things and makes you feel good. And, and you focus less on the bad stuff that inevitably you're going to have to deal with. We all have it, but right try to look at it differently and try to be grateful to have the opportunity to deal with those things. And Hey, you know, maybe you'll go into it and it'll be better than you expected. Yeah, I actually, um, and I think I talked about this in our podcast with my husband that gratitude, practicing gratitude is probably the single most life-changing thing that I have ever done. And it's, it's so simple, but it's so, it's a concept that we just don't even think about most days. And then when you start, it's so e- it's so much easier to pull myself out of a funk or out of, you know, ruminating on something that doesn't deserve the attention that it's getting from me. Because I, I, I turn around and I, I look around and in, in that moment, I, you know, if I'm drinking a cup of tea or whatever it is, like, I'm so grateful that somebody harvested this, the leaves and processed this tea that I find so soothing and comforting and that I have electricity to heat the stove, to boil the water, to make my tea that I can sip quietly and enjoy even, or if my kids are running around, I can still have my warm cup of tea. Uh, It's just, it's every little thing like that. And, And you forget and you go back to you know, stressing over the little things and something snap. Once you pr- have practiced it regularly, and I'm sure you find this, something snaps you back. You know, if I'm laying in bed at night and I'm just, my mind is going crazy and I'm worrying about everything that I haven't done that I need to do. And, and I move a little bit and I sink into the bed a little more and I think, oh my God, this bed is so comfortable and how lucky I am to have this bed and my air conditioner keeping me cool so that I can have these cozy blankets. I mean, it's that small and it's giving gratitude to the people around us that we don't normally, you know, have gratitude for like 
that the garbage man picks up your garbage every week and you don't have to deal with it. And just being so thankful that there's somebody that will come and do that for you. Um, I think that that just those things make all the difference and it makes you appreciate people um, from all walks of life and everybody that you interact with who it's just, it's just a beautiful thing. I, I literally think that is the most life-changing thing that you can do is practice gratitude. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up about, you know, practicing it. It's not something that just comes naturally to you right. overnight. Gratitude is a practice every single day because right now some of you may be listening and think, okay, grateful for my garbage man. I mean, but <laughs> once you stop and once you actually practice gratitude every day, something clicks and something changes in you for the better. And you start realizing that every day truly is a gift. Every person that comes into your life has an opportunity to teach you something. You have an opportunity to teach them something. And you should be grateful for all this people. Just look at all the viral videos going around the internet of people appreciating their delivery drivers and and garbage people and all of that stuff. It makes a world of difference. It starts that ripple of, of gratitude and happiness Kindness. throughout the world. Mm-hmm. So if it starts with you with something as simple as waking up in the morning and saying, you know, I'm grateful to open my eyes and be here. I'm grateful that I've got a car to drive to work, whatever. Right. Just start with those things and your mind begins to shift and change and you're more willing to see the good in everything than the bad. Right. Oh, and there are studies um, that show it leads to fewer aches and pains, an overall uh, feeling of health, obviously increased happiness, decreased depression. It reduces toxic emotions like envy, resentment, frustration. It helps to strengthen your bonds with your friends and your family and strangers. Because again, we're all one person. We're all sharing this consciousness. And so we need to not take for granted, you know, these little things that other people do that help us out. And, you know, it's, well, it helps you recognize your triggers as well. Something as simple as being mm-hmm. in line at the store and you're pissed off because yes. somebody in front yes. of you is taken forever. They've got to do price checks or whatever. It makes you stop and pause and think, am I really upset about this? Am I really going to allow this moment that's probably going to last right. a matter of minutes ruin my day? That's, you know, the idea behind my whole find your mantra perspective um, right. thing that I do at the end of my podcast is that if we take the time to just pause, don't react, which took me the last two years to truly sink in and understand, because I'm a very reactionary person and I still have my moments. You know that. I mean, everybody right. does. I'm still human. I'm never going to yes. be a hundred percent perfect, right. but I can strive to recognize when I'm having those moments, when I'm having those triggers and take that time for myself to say, is this really what I want to do? Is this really the path I want to go down is getting cranky about somebody screaming kid in front of me that they're not thrilled that their kids screaming. They're not, you know, it's, it's there. Nobody's doing intentionally anything to me, but I'm allowing it to tick me off. So, you know, again, it goes back to just changing your mindset and um, being more aware, more present in the moment. Right. And I think it's perspective and it teaches us to have empathy. I think that, I, I don't know if I've said that before, but I think that empathy is the key to 
fixing so many problems in the world. And I think when we have perspective, when you're standing in the grocery store behind that person who's, you know, holding up the line or whatever, you step back and, and, and have empathy for them, you, no matter what the situation is and have empathy for the, the checker who is having to, you know, deal with the issues or whatever it is and, and realizing from a, from your perspective, this is such a small blip on the, on your life right that minute. It may seem like such a big deal, but in when you, you're not going to remember this moment in, in a year or a month or whatever. So that perspective and just having that empathy for people. Is I can give huge. you, I can give you the perfect example of that right now because it recently just happened to me. And most people listening will know this because it has become a viral video. But for me personally, we have one of those ring doorbells on our front door. Mm-hmm. And we are in a neighborhood full of children. And that ring doorbell will go off a hundred times a day because these kids are running right through our yard mm-hmm. and you know they're taking a shortcut or you know an animal comes up on our front porch or whatever, right? So it's really super easy for me to get upset about that because it's constantly going off and the dogs are barking and oh my yes. gosh. Yes. Okay, so that was me. This has been me. Then this viral video came out and I think the video is actually like a year old and you may have seen it. It's this gentleman who posted about his security cameras kept going off in his driveway because this little boy who was riding his bike with his parents would ride into his driveway and make a circle and ride out again. Now that could go on like my situation forever and really kind of drive you crazy. But the way he looked at the situation was I'm going to make a little chalk track for this kid in my driveway. So he has something to enjoy. And then suddenly the whole neighborhood's involved in it. And all these kids are riding through his driveway and this, and something as simple as taking a piece of chalk and making Mm -hmm. a cool little racetrack throughout your driveway. that's going to wash away when the rain comes anyway. But that hit me and it hit me hard because I was that grumpy grumperson. (laughs) He's <laughs> like, kids, get off my lawn. I suddenly watch right. the old woman. And watching right. that video made me stop and think, okay, what, what could I do to actually make the situation more fun for them? Right. Is it really hurting me? I mean, okay, sure. It can be kind of annoying, but I can also turn my doorbell off. You know, I can right. do, I right. can do a hundred other things, but right. hearing that man's perspective and having mm-hmm. empathy this is a child and yes, his parents were with him, but what was he hurting? He was riding right. his bike in your driveway for 2.5 seconds right. and then you made it fun for him. You made oh, it that, It made his day. Yeah. yeah. It, it was something new and different and fun and it took, you know, a whole 10 minutes, I'm sure. For exactly. The, for that man to do that. That's, I actually haven't seen that. So that's awesome. <laughs> Go look it up. It's out there. And, yeah. it, and, and again, it's just one of those feel good things that you're like, okay, why can't we all be more like that? It's because we're conditioned to automatically be annoyed, go to the negative, find the issue and everything, instead of just looking at it for what it is. It's a very pure situation. Little boy having fun. He's not hurting anything. He's not doing anything wrong. And this man looking at it as an opportunity to go, okay, if he's going to ride my driveway, I'm going to make it extra fun for him instead of I'm going to go out there and yell and scream. I mean, it's, it's a good lesson for everyone. So what areas in your life do you feel have been impacted the most or what, 
um, just overall, where do you feel the most impact from these new things that you've started doing this new, you know, journaling and meditating and restorative yoga and shadow work and all the things that you're working on? Not an exaggeration. Every aspect of my life has changed. And that's something I want to impart on everyone. If you're willing to do the work, you're willing to try new things, you're willing to have an open mind, you can achieve a level of peace and understanding, gratitude. I mean, the words go on and on and on. Mm -hmm. But for me, as someone who, you know, prior to this, if just a few years ago, was really lost, really looking for something that gave me some sort of purpose, some sort of meaning. And I I didn't know what my purpose was at the time. I had no clue what I was supposed to really be doing with my life. I was going through the motions every day. I had a great job. I was making good money. You know, I have a house, husband, you know, checking all the boxes. But for me internally, I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't connecting with people in the way that I am now. And the irony of going through all of this and connecting with people is I'm connecting more with people in this way through like a Zoom call or people, friends I've made from all over the world who hopefully someday I will meet, but maybe I won't. But I feel closer to them than I do some people that have been in in my life forever. And I think that has a lot to do with learning about this path about spirituality, about all of these things and sharing it with other people and finding that we have common interests and common ground with everything. And it gives me joy to share that. Whereas a few years ago, I'm not sure that I would have anything interesting to talk about at a party or whatever. (laughs) Now I can't stop talking about the things I experience. I mean, I'm doing you know, meditation, I learned Reiki from you, you know, and that changed everything, just really understanding the power that we have that our minds and bodies have the energy that we put out is real. It is so real. I vibrate at such a high level now that I physically feel it. And it makes me happy. It actually makes me feel connected to the earth, to nature, to people. And it's, it's just an amazing thing. And the fact that I can try to look at things in a more positive way now, instead of automatically getting pissed off at anything that happens to me, which anyone who knows me knows that (laughs) that's pretty much been my MO for my entire life. I get aggravated really fast. And now I take a conscience moment and I step back and I say, okay, is this really something I want to get upset about? And I'm a work in progress. Like I said, nothing is perfect. Nobody is perfect. I have my moments, but I'm more willing to recognize them. I forgive myself in that moment for not reacting the way maybe I wanted to. Mm -hmm. I learn from it and move on. And I think that's been the biggest gift of all of this is being able to forgive yourself for not being perfect because we live in a society where you're expected to do certain things and you're expected to be perfect all the time. And at the end of the day, none of that matters. If you are happy with who you are and who you are presenting to the world, that is literally the only thing that matters. And that helps you deal with criticism and 
all of that negativity so much better when you realize it's not really about you. It's about them and their journey and their path. And I think about that with myself, if I'm getting irritated or upset with somebody else, you know, that's where the shadow work comes in and you realize it's a reflection of something you're actually needing to deal with. That is an eye opener, y'all. I mean, for for people out there, that's a whole other podcast episode. That's a a rabbit hole to go down, but it is, you know, and at this point in my life, I'm ready to talk about those things and deal with those things. Whereas a few years ago, I wasn't. I was still very much closed off. And once Mm -hmm. I opened myself up, was willing to learn, willing to do the work, everything shifted, everything. And um, it's been an absolute amazing experience. So every aspect of my life has changed for the better. Nothing's worse. Nothing. That's awesome. I think there's so many things you touched on. Um, First of all, I, one of the things that I really admire about you, and we've talked about this is your authenticity. You are authentic. You were authentic from the moment you came in the door and you haven't changed what you are being authentic about has changed. Um, And you, but you are, you're living and putting these things out into the universe, like bringing us this amazing podcast. Um, And that is so admirable, admirable because so many of us, you know, tend to hide giant parts of ourselves to do like what you said, to put out to the rest of the world, what we think they want from us or what we think that we should be like, or, you know, instead of just figuring out really deep down who we are and, and presenting that to the world. So that's a perfect example because two years ago, First of all, a podcast was never in my realm of anything. Right. Like, right. I would have never thought in a million years that that's what I wanted to do. I conceptualized this whole idea from retrospective back in November um, of 2019. And I didn't really know why I was being pulled towards doing that. I've never wanted to be somebody behind the mic, behind a camera, anything like that. I've always been a more behind the scenes type of person. Yeah. But the more I learned, the more I learned about myself, about all the topics that I'm learning about, the more I wanted to share it. And the more I wanted to kind of give something back and that became my purpose. You know, I, I find it fascinating that I have so many people in my life that are doing amazing, extraordinary things. And I look at them and I was that person like, I'd love to do that someday. That's pretty cool. You know, they're just really super lucky. No, they put in the hard work and they believed in themselves and they didn't give a crap about what anybody said and they did it. So that's what this podcast represents to me. Finally, for me in my life, I don't care what everybody else thinks. I'm going to be my authentic self. I'm going to put this out to the world and whoever it resonates with great. If it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not going to change my day-to-day life. And I would not have done any of this had I not walked into your shop a couple of years ago and been open-minded enough to say, okay, I'm going to take this chance and see where it leads me. And it led me here today. (laughs) You interviewing me about my own life. What? (laughs) That's awesome. I would like to just pause and say, though, that as a nurse, I always have recognized the importance. So a lot of the stuff we talk about 
um, with spirituality is kind of an Eastern concept and Western is more, you know, the medicine and, and therapy with a, you know, and, and I fully believe that there is a time and a place for those things. There are times that we are so deep down that we can't snap ourselves out of it with a meditation. And so I just feel like if, you know, people are in that place, there's, there seems to be still such a stigma with, you know, going in and getting on a medication or, um, you know, going to a therapist or whatever, which is so insane that that is still exists, that that's a stigma. But I think that there's such a place for that, but it's bringing together the two worlds. You know, you, you, if you need that medicine, you take that medicine, but you also do the work with the meditation and the gratitude and, all of those things and, and see where that takes you, see how much further that takes you than, you know, just, just being on something or, or talking to a therapist. But I, as a nurse, I need to recognize and acknowledge how important that is for a lot of people's lives. Um, that's all. Just had to say my piece on that. <laughs> no, but you're, you're hitting on another really big topic, which is mental health. And, Mm -hmm. you know, unfortunately, our current society, like you said, there's a stigma and we don't have a proper system in place. Um, You know, I am not shy at all about talking about the fact that I've been to therapy a few times. I would love to be in therapy right now, but during this whole pandemic, it's pretty hard to get in anywhere right? um, because everybody's going through their own struggles and everything. Therapy is necessary and it is freeing. So I encourage anyone to do it. There's absolutely no shame in it. And if you can't do therapy because you don't have insurance or because um, you can't get in anywhere, the things that we're talking about are great alternatives. They don't replace therapy. But it's something you can start doing. Meditation being one of them. I think it's really important we touch on that and talk about what meditation is and why it's necessary. Because if you can find the time to quiet your mind and just sit with yourself, it is amazing. The calm that can come over you, the answers to questions that you have will actually come to you if you can just quiet your mind and be at peace with yourself. So being that you're certified, you talk about all that fun stuff. <laughs> well, I think, you know, meditation is seriously one of the main reasons that mantra exists as a uh, spiritual wellness center or whatever we're calling it. Um, I use meditation to pull me out of some severe anxiety after my first son was born. And I, I couldn't I mean, it, it led me on this path where I went and, and learned Reiki and felt that calling, even though, to be perfectly honest, the whole idea of Reiki sounded so unbelievable to me, but there was this strong pull to go and learn it. But that, that came from, from meditating, from just sitting, you know, reading up on it and sitting down and giving it a try. And um, it saved a lot of... <laughs> things about me um to do that so I I absolutely wanted to bring that to the community and my husband Justin you know was completely on board he he uses meditation as well um to hone in on his intuitiveness and making decisions with businesses and things like that so it has so many it serves so many purposes and helps so much and 
you know, our, our goal is to be mindful in every moment that, you know, practicing gratitude and meditation that brings the mindfulness that helps us, you know, be in the moment, every moment, not being on autopilot. Like you said, um, with cooking, you know, you're in your kitchen and instead of mindlessly chopping vegetables and doing things, you are focused on chopping each vegetable and it saves you from slicing your finger or burning yourself, whatever it is, because you're so focused on each task. It's the same with walking to be blunt. I am a huge klutz. (laughs) And if I focus on being mindful when I'm walking, it has made a huge difference. And that's so silly and sounds so crazy, but it really has made a difference. And it made me realize how much of the time I am on autopilot and not paying attention to my surroundings and, and just kind of going through the motions. You know, there's the example, and I know people that have done this, and I've done something similar where you, you know, let's say you move to a new house, and you leave work one day, and you drive to your old house, like you just are so an autopilot, or you get somewhere, and you don't remember how, you know, you barely remember the drive. And so it's meditation helps us be present in the moment. Well, our minds are, um, our minds are very intense creations, our brains. I mean, there's a lot going on at any given time in our brain. And, you know, if you're thinking about, you've got to go to the grocery store later while you're driving down the road, you're going to miss your exit and all of those things. And that's why being present in the moment is so important. And I do want to mention for anybody listening who has not tried meditation before and really doesn't understand where to start. There are a ton of free apps out there. And I have a bunch linked on uh, montrospective.com actually but they're guided meditation. So if you've never done anything like that before, you can spend five minutes on a guided meditation Mm -hmm. and they will tell you what to do. All you have to do is be there, be present, close your eyes and, and let it take you wherever it needs to go. (laughs) Right. Exactly. That we've talked about that before. There's kind of this, you know, there's two lines of thinking that meditation has to be where you sit and clear your mind and, and, don't do anything else but there's this whole other untapped thing with the guided meditations and and the mindful walking and mindful cooking and mindful being (laughs) focusing on the moments you know in your life and being present um and and i everybody knows the benefits of meditation i mean at this point you know it i mean from lowering your blood pressure to helping with depression anxiety um all of those things so it can't we cannot ignore that it does some amazing things and yeah, it doesn't have to be this, this serious thing. And we can, you know, maybe end this with a, a little meditation later um, that's just focusing on your breath. And I know that sounds so simple, but it's, it's work. It is, it is work to meditate and, and, and clear your mind because our mind, yeah. Said, breath work helps with, yeah, it helps with anxiety so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, once I learned that from you guys, when I was in stressful situations at work and I could do, you know, breathe in for four and hold for four and breathe out uh-huh. for four and hold for four. Once I did that, I realized how much it calmed my mind and my body. And I got more centered again and my blood pressure went down and all of that. So, you know, it's more than, you know, meditating and going off to some far land and getting a message right. or something like that. It's, right. you know, it's more than that is there's a ton right. of benefits to 
the breathing and all of that. Yeah. Oh, the breath work is huge. And I, to be honest, you know, I, I launched onto this meditative path and then down the Reiki path. And um, it wasn't until I really started studying meditation more that I realized how important and how amazing doing the breath work, like the, the four, you know, five, five, five or four, 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 or mm-hmm. however you want to do the in breath and the holding and the out breath or um, there's, you know, there's so many different kinds of breathing techniques that you can do that really, number one, bring you back to the moment. And number two, help to, you know, if your heart rate, I get like when I have anxiety, my heart, uh, I get palpitations. And so that instantly brings that right back down to, to my normal. So yeah, it's, it's huge, huge. I can't talk about it enough. (laughs) And to touch on Reiki, um, you know, it's, Reiki is the energy coming from the earth. It's universal life source. It's like prana. It's your breath. It's like your breath. It's coming from whatever you choose to believe is the heart of all of this. That's where this amazing energy is coming from. So when you go to a Reiki practitioner, you're not getting their energy. If they've had a bad day, that's, that doesn't matter. That They're channeling pure energy and channeling that energy into you. And it just helps. I always kind of, you know, if you're, if you're new to all this, Reiki is a great place to kick off your journey um, and kind of accelerate things a little bit. But if you've been doing the work for a long time and maybe you've kind of slid back into a funk or I just call it like a tune-up, like you come in and it's like things that you have kind of let get blocked up again or the energy gets stagnant again from whatever situations in your lives that that session can really just help relax and and free up that energy that's been you know held back (laughs) and I can share my own Reiki story really quick before I even took Reiki from you I came and had a session with you because I was curious and learning about it and understanding what it was and for anyone who doesn't know me I mean I don't talk about it a ton but I'm super odd I have always dreamed in black and white I can't close my eyes and see color. I never have been. You know, when they tell you to close your eyes and visualize your living room or whatever, I'm not seeing it in color. I'm seeing it in black and white. My very first Reiki session with you, I walked into it not knowing what to expect at all whatsoever. And you were working on my head and out of nowhere, it was like a fireworks show going off inside my mind. It was just these bright colored beams of light and just sparks and everything. And I got emotional. Like I actually started tearing up and crying on the table because you weren't even, I mean, I, you know, if you haven't experienced Reiki, I don't even know how to explain it. Basically, it's not like (laughs) massage or anything like that. You know, hands can be on you or they don't have to be on you, but it is a, you know, very intense experience without much physical being to it. And so the fact that this was happening in my own mind was just unbelievable to me. And ever since then, I dream in color. And, you know, I'm 44. It took me 44 years <laughs> to, <laughs> to get to this point of opening that part of my brain and having that energy mm-hmm. exchange with you and everything. And, yeah. you know, we talked about in your intro, you're also a medical intuitive and everything too. So during our session, you're able to uh, scan my body 
and say, hey, you got something going on here and all of that. Now you're not diagnosing, you're not doing anything like that, but you can definitely feel when there's something going on. So for me, it feels just like um, a blockage or, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, or it has a, a coldness to it or a warmth to it. And it's never, I'm never able to see, you know, and maybe this will change as I become more intuitive as it goes along, but you know, I don't, I can never see what it exactly is or what the cause of it would exactly be, but you know, we can talk about it and, and I can share what I felt and that's the extent of it. And then it's up to you to kind of figure out, you know, what might be um, going on and, 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 you know, we know rarely is it ever anything serious that you would need to get checked out or whatever, but, and that does come up, but it's, it's rare. Um, usually it's just something emotionally that you've been holding on to. And I, and I think this is important to touch on too, that we, I'm not doing, I'm not healing you. I'm not, <laughs> Yeah. you're healing yourself. It's, you know, I'm helping move that energy and that's really the extent of it. And maybe helping um, pass along a message or something to you that clicks um, and makes you realize where you need to make some changes. We are the greatest and we're the only people that can heal ourselves, um, be it aside from, you know, something more serious, but it's, it's amazing that we have that capability and it's built in and we're just remembering how to do it we all know how to do it we're, we're just all in the process at different times of remembering these things all of this we we know all of this already it's and just for, how we remember it and just you know for everyone listening who is skeptical having a healthy amount of skepticism is okay I mean I certainly Absolutely. was going into all I, of this yeah I am a huge skeptic well <laughs> I but I can share after I did Reiki one and two with you and I had my attunements and I was practicing on others, myself, my animals. I I call my dogs Mm -hmm. down by practicing Reiki on them. Um, You, I think had given us a challenge of writing down um, some hopes, dreams, things we wanted um, and, and putting them into a box. So I took Mm -hmm. five little sheets of paper and I wrote down five really important things to me that I wanted to make happen. And you practice Reiki on that box. You take some time with it and you just hold it and you practice Reiki and you don't open it. You don't revisit it. You just do it over um, an amount of time. And, you know, again, I've only told one or two people this, so I'm really opening up, but I, uh, I opened that box not that long ago and all five things have come true. All five of them. And (laughs) well, that's the thing is that, okay, I get people being skeptic and everything and that's totally okay. I'm never going to, you know, dog on somebody for thinking that what we're talking about is a bunch of hooey. But for me, as someone who has practiced it and tried it, for me, it works and it is amazing. And so doing simple activity like that, that gave me five positive things to focus on that I wanted spending time with that inanimate object, you know, every day and, and practicing Reiki on it. It kept my mindset in that place of, I want to make these things happen. I don't know how I'm going to make them happen, but I want them to happen. And they did. I think that's what manifesting is all about. We, we can manifest these things. You know, it takes the right amount of work. 
and then the right amount of stepping out of it and saying, I've done all I can do and letting the universe do the rest. But even something like the box, you didn't, it doesn't even have to be in a box, but we mentally need that to put our focus and our energy into something. It's the same with visualizing. I cannot talk enough about how important visualizing is, you know, seeing these outcomes happen in your head. I mean, from the words that you would say, like, I got that promotion or whatever. And you you're visualize yourself saying that to somebody. <clears throat> but doing those things is all just, it's energy. And you're putting your energy and your intention towards those outcomes. And, you know, even if, even if it doesn't go the way you wanted it to go to get to that, you still get to it. Even if it's a roller coaster ride to get there, that's what the universe had to do to shift and, and move that energy around to make that happen. So yeah, I, I love that process. I can't talk about it enough. <laughs> I think that realization is really what clicked and changed everything for me is really understanding and appreciating the fact that we are all energy and the laws of attraction are real. Visualization is real. Manifestation is real. And for anybody who doubts it, try it. And I don't mean wishing for a million dollars or winning right, the lottery right. or anything like that, but focus on something. One small goal. But yeah. yeah. Just, just something. And, you know, it isn't just, you put a wish in a box and it happens. You still have no. to do the work to get there. Right. Um, right. But it gives you that positivity, that's something to focus on. And you're putting mm -hmm. that out into the world and that's what you get back. I'm a mm -hmm. prime example of that. I mean, I lived part of my life, you know, like I said, as that crotchety, angry person. Well, guess what I got in return? A bunch of crotchety, angry people right, to deal right. with. And the right. moment I changed my mindset and my, you know, habits and all of those things, I started getting so much more in return. And I started yeah. getting these incredible people in my life that have given me all these gifts and have helped me get to each level. And it doesn't right. mean, like you said, that it's happening overnight or it's happening a month from now or six months from now. But as long as I continue to have faith and believe it's going to happen, I honestly do believe that it will. So yeah. I'm manifesting like crazy right now. And if that is what gets me through the day and makes me happy and I'm not hurting anybody, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm right, just telling exactly. you right now. I'm doing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you're raising your your as cliche as it sounds, you're raising your vibration. You're vibrating higher. And so what happens when we vibrate faster and, and higher, then that's the things that we attract to us. When we are low and down and negative, first of all, that causes all kinds of blocks within ourselves, but then that's the stuff that we attract. And and obviously life still is gonna throw us you know, giant curveballs and things like that, but they're all lessons. There are lessons to learn in all of these things that happen to us. And we may, you know, we, we might not figure out this time around all of the lessons that we're supposed to learn, but it's just, it's all about just being in the moment and being present and yeah. <laughs> Well, doing the work and being full of all those things, do, you know, helps us when we have those down moments. June and July were horrible months for me. I, you know, I wouldn't say I went into a depression per se, but I definitely wasn't vibrating on a high level. I right. you know, had a lot of stuff going on 
and it was affecting me emotionally. And I found for myself during that time, I really just wanted to go inside myself. You know, it's not like I shut out the entire world, but I shut out a lot and just dealt with it myself. And, you know, recently went back to some friends and said, Hey, sorry, I really wasn't around for the last 60 days, but I needed a minute to kind of, you know, and I I didn't want to project that on anybody else either. I didn't want to take someone who's riding high and doing incredible things and project my negativity and my issues on them. Whereas a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have cared. (laughs) I would have been like, whatever, you're going to listen to me you know, complain about my life, but. And don't you think you snapped out of that a lot faster this time around? Because once you go down this road, you can't undo it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All those things are there. Well, and I think that's why, again, I don't, I really don't think things happen by accident. I think it was timing that I found shadow work during Mm -hmm. that time um, Mm -hmm. when I was already kind of in a darker place. I'm not saying a dark place, but just a darker place, you know, and I was able to really be honest with myself and really look at things from a different perspective. Whereas right now, if you were asking me to start that, I'm, I'm so up and happy and everything right now that I don't know that I would have really gone as deep as I needed to, to understand and, and figure out my behaviors of the past and why they happened and kind of like rewriting that part of my history. Right. So I do it's believe all, everything happens for a reason when it's supposed to happen. Right. And I think that that's something important to point out that once you, you got the meditation down and you are practicing gratitude and you're flying high, you're not going to stay high. Yeah. <laughs> you are going to get, it's, it's, I always say I, I peeled back another bigger layer of the onion or, you know, you're, we're going in a spiral, things are going around and around and we just keep coming back. There's that quote that I love and I can't figure it right now, but we just keep coming back to the things that we thought we had worked through and we worked through them on a deeper mm-hmm. level that ultimately really just nails at home harder and then you know in a few years you're gonna come back around to it again and really peel back even more and you just come out of it even you know stronger and happier than than you were before you you just we like we all slide we all get off the path although if you Ram follow Ram Das who's my hero you he you know we're not getting off the path it's what needed to happen we had to have this thing happen so that we can learn this about ourselves. And so you're always on the path. It's just, I think that's the hardest thing for people to grasp. The hardest concept is that you're put through these trials and tribulations for a reason. And you may not understand that reason at the time, but eventually down the road, you will. And there are some things, I mean, we're not even gonna go down that road. I mean, children dying, all that stuff. We're not even going to go there. Cause I, you know, That's still something I have a hard time dealing with and understanding, but yeah, you know, whether it's a breakup or losing a job or whatever the case may be, where you feel like at that moment, your world is ending that, you know, I look back on my life now and I've had so many of those things happen that in that moment I thought, well, this is it. I'm I'm done for, you know, (laughs) and each one of those things taught me something, made me stronger, gave me a lesson and I don't regret any of them. I don't even regret the crappy relationship I was in when I was 30, because if I would 
wouldn't have gone through that, if I wouldn't had been taken down to that bottom rung, I may not have ever figured out how to climb out of it and get to know myself and all of those things. So, you know, again, something else I'm grateful for is I'm grateful for all the crap storms I've gone through in my life because they've led me to where I am. And, you know, I'm not going through the best one right now, but at the same time, I'm looking at it from a new perspective. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, well, I've lost my job. I'm never going to get, you know, to where I was before. I'm never going to have the title again. You know, all of those things. I'm looking at this as the greatest opportunity I've ever received in my entire life. I can finally look at doing what I'm passionate about and what I really want to do in my life. Whereas when I was in my job before, it's almost like you feel chained to it. Like you can't take Mm -hmm. a risk. You can't, that's your norm. That's your safety. That's all of that stuff. That's who you are as a person, even though. (laughs) But it was all stripped away from me. And now it literally is just me. And what am I going to do with this? time and this gift that's been given to me. So if anything, it's energized me even more. This would have happened two years ago, may have not been the same case. It may have not been the same Heather that you hear and see today. It might've been somebody who went down the depression path and and all of those things. But now with what I've learned and what I've been given, I know that there's something better on the horizon. I just have to continue to have faith, continue working towards everything and the universe is going to provide and I'm going to be okay. I think it's trusting you're exactly where you are supposed to be right in this moment. And that actually what you were just saying. So what are your next steps? Your passion for getting this message out and helping others on their journey is very clear. So where do you want to see all of this going? Where do you see you taking all of this? Oh my gosh. Um, Wow, that's a big question because then I'm putting it out into the universe to tell you exactly <laughs> what I'm thinking. I mean, trust me, I make a joke with all of my guests that I am no Oprah Winfrey. I am no Barbara Walters. I you know, never strived to be a journalist or anything like that. So I want to continue doing the podcast. I want to grow the podcast. I want to get it out to as many people as possible and hopefully inspire some people to take some risks and move into their passion and their purpose. <clears throat> but for me, I, I want to go bigger. I want to help more people. I'm working on a mentorship plan um, right now that I'll be offering hopefully soon. Um, and I, I just want to continue helping other people. That's where I see my strengths is something I've recognized about myself is that I have an ability to look at someone else and see their potential before they see it. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we aren't very honest with ourselves about the talents and skills and abilities we have, or we're scared of them. And I've been able to work with some people and help bring those things to the surface and give them that confidence to move forward. And that's a gift that's been given to me. I'm, I'm, just like everybody else where you just don't know if you can do something or whatever. And I've been given the greatest mentors and friends in my life that have given me the courage and, you know, the raw, raw mentality that I can do anything. So um, I've kind of been going down the rabbit hole of astrology and tarot card reading and all of those things. And I have found because of the time and commitment I put into those things, my intuitiveness is stronger. Um, it's 
it's, it's scary and empowering at the same time. Like with tarot card reading, when you read someone else's cards and then it happens and you're newer to tarot card reading, it's kind of a trip. It's kind of like, oh my gosh, I, you know, and something I haven't shared with a ton of people is my great grandmother was psychic and she read tarot cards and I've always been fascinated by that. So I've always wanted to learn and I've read, I'm doing air quotes right now, uh, tarot my entire life, but only because of you guys who have very incredible teachers at your beck and call took some tarot classes and really began to understand um, the power of it all and the meanings behind everything and how to trust your instincts and your intuitiveness a lot more. So I've been diving into that. So I see all of this coming together somehow. I don't know how, you know what my real dream is. And again, I hesitate to put it out there, (laughs) but I'll do it. I'll do it. My real dream, (laughs) my real dream. This is what I want y'all. I I don't know why I keep saying y'all. I'm not from the South. I'm not even remotely from the South. I grew up in Nebraska and Missouri. So I don't know. It must be a Reese Witherspoon thing. You're channeling somebody else. (laughs) I'm channeling. Yeah, I'm channeling. I don't know. Um, I would love more than anything to help revitalize our mental health system by creating some sort of retreat, um, or a program where people can come where you don't have to have insurance. You don't have to worry about how you're going to pay for the help that you need and actually get the help. And that means spiritually, mentally, physically, whatever the case may be, you know, I want to offer all sorts of yoga practices. I want to offer therapy. I I want to do meditation. I, I want all of those things. And, you know, in my mind right now, I'm just like everybody else. How am I ever going to be able to afford that? How am I ever going to be able to do this? Well, you know, the more signs that keep coming to me is look at all the people that have come into my life and every one of them have some sort of specialty that I don't have. And all of it, the end game leads towards something like that. It's just a matter of, again, trusting, believing, saying, I don't know how I'm going to make this happen but this is what I want. And I'm going to put it out there, you know, whether it's me finding a huge investor or winning the lottery or being gifted land, you know, I mean, who knows, but that's, that's my dream. That's what I really, really want to make happen because I am tired of seeing people struggle, just not able to get the help that they need. And sometimes it's just talking to somebody. Sometimes it's just having a third party tell you you're not, you know, crazy or any of that, you know, you have legitimate issues and problems and it's okay. Right. Right. I love it. I'm glad you said that. Well, I am glad that I got the opportunity to do this and to show, you know, a wider group of people how awesome you are. And is there anything else that you want to add here? Okay, well, just because I've asked every single one of my guests to do it, I'm going to do it too. And it's just, I'm going to share a mantra that I tell myself. And I honestly can't tell you whether I've made this up myself or if I've heard it somewhere. I'd like to say I've made it up myself, but who really knows? But it's (laughs) fear is temporary, success is forever. And that doesn't mean 
that you do something that you fear and you're a huge success at it. It means that you've tried, you've given yourself the opportunity to try to make something happen. And I consider that a success, whether it happens or not. So yeah, I am stepping into that as someone who has been fearful of what people will say, what people will think, how it'll be perceived, how it'll affect my life. I, I tell myself that now every day that fear is temporary success is forever. So just wanted to share that with everybody. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. And it's so true. And it's what holds us all back so much. You know, you know, me, you're, I'm, you're the only reason that I'm actually in front of a camera or talking on this because that, you know, we, we have gifts to share and we're sometimes just too afraid to put it out there. Mm-hmm. for sure <laughs> well thank you you did a fantastic job I didn't know you know I've never been interviewed by anybody before in my life and so it was kind of fun to uh, turn the tables here and be on the receiving end of everything and you did a great job lots of great questions so I appreciate you doing this with me you're welcome <laughs> do you want me to do a meditation or are we way over time no, I think you should. I think people would okay. love to experience that. So we'll go ahead and put a disclaimer in that if you're driving, go ahead and pause yes. it until you get home. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> yes. But uh, no, yeah, whether it's meditation or breathing exercises, whatever you would like to share, I think would be fantastic. Yeah, I think let's do a little bit of both. And we're this is just going to be like five minutes. We're not going to do anything crazy. Um, I think um, we start with uh, a breathing exercise. Um, one of my favorites is um, it's breathing in for four, holding for seven, and exhaling for eight. However, that is can be difficult and challenging if this is new for you. Um, and my children told me, why don't you just do five, 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 because it's so much easier. <laughs> so my seven-year-old has adapted it to five, five, five. And so I thought maybe we could just try that. Um, but you can always work up to, um, longer holding and longer exhaling from that point. And the benefits, it it really is going to bring you into a space. So we'll start with that. Um, and then we're just going to go into, um, just a really short meditation about noticing your breath, which is the easiest meditation you can do when you don't have, you know, a guided meditation to turn to or, um, you know, you really just want to be quiet and, and have your own thoughts and um, your own meditation. So we'll just start by kind of rolling your shoulders and your neck a little bit and just getting those cricks out because we've been sitting here and I definitely have some. And just roll your shoulders up to your ears and back. Do that a couple times and then do it in reverse. And then if you haven't already, you can go ahead and close down your eyes. And just take a couple regular breaths in and out. And then we're going to take a breath in for five seconds. So breathe in, one, two, three, four, five, hold, one, two, three, four, five, exhale, one, two, three, four, five. 
And I want you to do that again, counting in your head as you do it. And do it one more time. All right, so now I want you to just notice your breath. I don't want you to focus on how often you're breathing in and breathing out. If you're taking deep enough breaths or not, I just want you to feel the breath. There's a couple ways you can do that. You can feel the air as it passes in and out of your nostrils. Sometimes it even kind of tickles the, the top of your lip. Focus on that sensation or focus on the air as it passes in and out of your nostrils. Another way you can do it is to lay down on the ground and put your hand on your stomach and just feel it rising and falling. And your mind is going to start to wander off to the things that you need to do. And I want you to take that thought, acknowledge that you got off track, and just let it go. You can even imagine putting that thought into a balloon and sending it out into the universe. Because you don't need that thought right now. Or you can imagine writing that thought down on a piece of paper and then putting it in a drawer and shutting it and then go back to noticing your breath. Each breath in is the perfect amount and each breath out is the perfect amount. So let's just take a minute and notice our own breath. So now we're just going to come back to our bodies. If you were able to step out of everything, come back down into your body. You can do that by wiggling your fingers, 
wiggling your toes. If there was anything that popped into your head while you were focusing on your breath, try to capture that. And then you can go ahead and open your eyes. So simple, yet we don't do it. <laughs> and you just feel relaxed afterwards. So yeah. even if you can find five minutes in your day, please, please, please try it. Yes, for sure. Thank you, Heather. Thank you, Jenny. I appreciate you. Um, everybody check out matrospective.com for a bunch of self-care resources. Like I said, there's some apps up there for free meditations that you can download and um, definitely check out mantracasey.com for everything they have to offer. And we will talk to you again soon. Remember, your thoughts become your reality. You have all you need to begin to make your dreams come true. Dream it, believe it, manifest it. Have a great week and I'll talk to you again soon.